Did anyone hear the breathing in the background of that video? Was it creepy? Or was it calming? You know what? Let's listen to it again. Only because I, there you go. I want you to focus on the words as they come up. So let's go for it. Rest, restore, connect, create are four rhythms that bring renewal to our lives and help replace the stress and the anxiety that we experience with life-giving purpose and peace. These are the four rhythms that we have been talking about in our message series that lead to sustained emotional health sustained physical health that lead to sustained relational and vocational and spiritual health in us. The first two rhythms, rest and restoration, are input rhythms where God fills us up again. Rest is where we cultivate our inner life, our spiritual life, and where we come to God saying, God, fill me up. Show me what I need. Show me where I lack. And then that leads to the second input rhythm of restoration, where we pay closer attention to our physical bodies, our minds, our active life. And we examine where am I worn out? Where am I depleted? which is precisely why Fitz and I started our new year off this way, with this picture. Yep, that is our wild and raucous New Year's Eve party. And yes, we're in pajamas. We are. We're in pajamas, socks, slippers, eating pizza, watching football with our good friends Sherry and John Sample. I did not keep them anonymous here. And you know what? We were all craving the same thing. Dormay pizza, of course. But we were also craving rest, restoration, authentic conversation, and connection with each other. When we begin experiencing and start practicing the rhythms of renewal in our lives, we start to notice that everything about us comes back to life again. Our minds, our bodies, and souls. And when that starts happening and God starts filling us up through rest and restoration, we have so much more to give to the people around us. And then before you know it, we begin to connect and create the two output rhythms that help us to reach people with blessing and to help them and to encourage their lives. It's how we start to live into a generous life. 
How many of you have flown in to Tampa International Airport late at night, one of the last flights of the night? Have you ever flown in? Yeah. Then you know it looks like a ghost town, right? It's, it's a little bit weird. So you can probably imagine the state of mind of tired travelers in the baggage claim area bathroom. <laughs> so... I want you to know that it was a little bit different on Sunday night, January 8th. That's just a couple of weeks ago when I flew into that ghost town and found myself in the baggage area, claim area, bathroom. Because I want you to meet Tampa International Airport custodian, Angela. She is the, whoa, just a second. So now we're going everywhere. <laughs> she is the self-proclaimed one woman, welcome to Tampa, in the bathroom of the baggage claim area, and she's got it going on. Now we can play. There's, let's play it. There she is. Now, Angela gets it that she is perfectly positioned in the baggage area bathroom to greet, welcome, and offer hospitality to tired travelers that just want to go home and go to bed. Now, maybe it's because we were stunned watching her, or maybe it's because we could see that she was for real, that this woman, a stranger to us, just scooped us up in her joy, and within seconds, I kid you not, we were laughing and dancing with her in the bathroom. Yes, we were. Is it because we were a bunch of weirdos? Maybe. <laughs> Just maybe. But I think it's because we were created for connection. Connection is the most powerful healing balm of all of the rhythms. But if we aren't careful, it's one of the first things that can slip away from us, that can slip through the cracks, first thing to go. But we're not alone. The unknown author of the letter to the Hebrews was writing to a group of Jewish Christians many of whom were amongst the earliest followers of Jesus. And he could tell that their faith and their connection with God and each other was starting to slip away. So he spoke into their lives in this very direct yet loving way. And it comes to us from Hebrews chapter 13 and a little bit in chapter 10 as well. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. And don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. You can totally tell that the author to Hebrews knows these people well. And without being harsh... 
He is speaking into their lives, into these fellow Jesus followers by saying, you need more connection with each other so that you can spur each other on to love and good deeds. You need this. Spur each other on, he says, because he knows it doesn't come naturally. Don't give up meeting together, he says, because it's our default. And he can see that they had fallen into the habit of doing what's easier, what's more convenient. And as a result, and to no surprise to anyone, he kind of nudges and says, and I frankly don't see any passion in you for the stranger, for the one outside of this body of Christ. Hey, don't forget about them, he's saying. Well, first press. Let's do this. Let's spur each other on to real relationships that lead to real transformation by pursuing a real relationship with Jesus like Rob Price and pursuing real relationships with each other. That's what this Hebrews passage means by connecting, and that's what we mean by connecting at first pres. Connection happens when we, every single day, pursue our relationship as individuals with Jesus. Connection happens when we develop real relationships with each other by coming to gatherings like this on Sunday mornings. Connection happens when we participate in a life group. Connection happens when we serve alongside one another, those who are hurting, who are at risk, who are poor, as in our Matthew 25 ministry to the homeless, or a foster care ministry that we've started to foster children, or serve day. Y'all, that's not just because you're awesome and you're doing a project for someone, and that is awesome. Guess what else is happening that day? going deeper with the people with whom you're working alongside. That's half the reason we're doing this. Connection happens when we enter into these one-on-one women's mentoring relationships with coaching and spiritual conversations. Connection happens when you and I initiate with someone in order to pour into their life, to give ourselves a way to love them well and to encourage them. God knew a long time ago that he was going to use the writer to the Hebrews to encourage us, to spur us on because he understood that we can't do life and faith alone. We were never meant to do life and faith alone. So I want you to turn to your neighbor right now and say, neighbor, I can't do it alone. Now turn to the other neighbor. And say, neighbor, I can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. I can't. I can't do it alone is the reason that the writer to the Hebrews used the Greek word alalon twice in this passage. Alalon translated one another or each other is a word about the rhythm of connection. We can't do it alone, which is why, which is why we need to connect with each other so that God can refresh us and transform our lives. Alalon shows up a hundred times in the New Testament. 
care for one another, serve one another, bear with one another, submit to one another, encourage one another, pray for one another. These are all ways of saying the same thing our writer has said, to keep loving each other. That's what that is. And so we do. But I want you to ask yourself a question. Do I have in my life relationships with people who help me maintain spiritual and mental health? Am I connected with people who encourage that in my life? Because I will tell you, in November, I found myself in a place where I was noticing that I was diving more into stress and anxiety And I wasn't living into all that God had for me. And it was beginning to be very uncomfortable. And I really wasn't talking about it anywhere except with fits. And I was sort of tamping it down. But as I started to dive into these rhythms of rest and restoration, it became really clear to me. I was trying to do it alone. Well, sometimes it's hard for me to be vulnerable And perhaps you know that. But isn't this a first step for me telling you, I want to be? Because I knew that I needed to get really, really brave. And that I needed to be vulnerable and connect and ask for the encouragement that I needed. We all, every one of us wants to be fully loved and fully known. But when you're vulnerable and alone, you're afraid. When you're vulnerable with other people, you become brave. We were created for connection. And although the rhythms of rest and restoration are important, they are incomplete until we connect in with others to bless and encourage them. Well, this morning, we're having ourselves a groundbreaking. But friends, it's not just a groundbreaking with shovels. We are groundbreakers in God's mission. We are groundbreakers in God's mission as he spurs us on to love and good deeds in our city. So let's break new ground with each other by connecting in with each other to do life together more meaningfully. Let's break ground in the way that we reach out to the other, the stranger, that they might become one another with us. See, we are really groundbreaking today if we find a way to reach into a culture that thinks Christianity is not for them because they figure they just don't belong. What if we were to be groundbreaking in the way that we showed them they do belong and connecting with them in such a way that they know that we're telling the truth? Today is groundbreaking also if we for the very first time, are saying, Jesus, I want to have a real relationship with you. And I 
want to give all that I know of myself to all that I know of you this morning. Friends, as we go outside to break ground together, I know that God is asking you and me to consider how he might want to break ground in our own lives by going deeper into connection with him and with each other, with our brothers and sisters in Christ. So look at your neighbor and say, let's break some ground. And look at your other neighbor and say, let's break some ground. So friends, this is how we're going to do it. And for those of you online, uh, we can't take you with us out there. But guess what? You're going to be able to see online what's happening with pictures later on. We want you to respond that way. Cheer us on in the chat line when you get your Instagram post. But here's how it's going to happen. You ready? Rachel Godin has already headed outside with your children. So you don't need to go get them. The little itty-bitty ones are going to stay with Charlie and her team unless you want to scoop one of them up. But friends, this has to happen quickly. So what I'm asking, dare I ask, that we not have conversations with each other, that we don't stop at go or we don't, how's that go? But anyway, that we head straight out these two doors, go left and go back all the way to the area where we're going to break ground and we are going to share a moment where we cast a vision, sing a song into this neighborhood, pray together, and then take amazing pictures. You'll be able to take pictures with your families and more. So let's go.